Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear tips and tricks and stories from real couples and wedding pros about life, love, and entrepreneurship. Let's dish. I am Sarah Alipin, the host of The Wedding Dish, CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And today I have my little co-pilot co-host uh, snoozing away in a little sunspot, um, which seems to be what I have said on every single episode so far. Clouseau, the Frenchie, my little redheaded bud, uh, hanging out, just taking all the naps. Um, and... I am super excited to have another dog parent on this episode of The Wedding Dish. She has been here before, um, one of my favorite people, and she's an incredible um, makeup and hair stylist. She does so many things, and she's super supportive of animals, and I want to say all of her products that she uses are soy-based and cruelty-free or vegan and cruelty-free, um, which is also amazing. We have Ashley from The Stylist Abroad here today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be back. Um, you're completely right. All the products we use are cruelty-free and vegan. I love all the fur babies and the babies with scales and feathers too. Um, so that's <laughs> super important to us. And yeah, I'm just super excited to be back. Yay! And also another redhead. It's We've got a, a whole crew of them today. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to be talking about some really cool things. Um, when Ashley was here before, we talked a little bit more about styles, trends, um, and this was pre-pandemic. I think we did our recording with Full Service Radio at the Line Hotel, correct? Yes, it was. I think um, it was season two. It's been a while. It's been a little while. Yeah, it was at the Line um, because I hadn't managed to get there like prior to that, and then I was just blown away. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's such a shame that way that everything's been impacted with the pandemic because um, unfortunately, full service radio is no longer mm -hmm. um, in business, which is such a huge bummer. They were just the best. Um, but they're doing cool other things now. I just miss them. <laughs> Definitely. Um, all right. So let's dish. I have some questions for you um, about the state of the wedding industry and things that are happening now. So um, I'm curious, what trends are you seeing in 2021 for weddings? So I think for weddings in general, I feel like there's more smaller weddings for sure, which some of it was, you know, logistics and that's what people had to do. But I also kind of think it gave people like, I don't know, an easy out for like, the people who they didn't really ever want to invite, but they felt obligated to, they now had yep. an excuse to not. So yep. I do feel like things like things aren't normal yet, but like they're normal-ish. But I feel like people are still kind of leaning on that. And like, I mean, I don't blame them, especially if you don't like want conflict. Like it's an easy, <laughs> it's an easy way to lean. Um, I'm seeing a lot more of that. And then I'm definitely seeing more of couples doing like what it is they want to do. I think pre-pandemic couples were starting to lean into just like doing whatever it is that you want. But now I think because almost like people were deprived of being able to do what they want, they're leaning really into it. And while there are still like the quote unquote traditional weddings, um, 
I feel like there's almost like a divide where it's either like you are very team team traditionalist or you are team do whatever the heck you want. And couples are like really leaning into that and being on like the beauty side of it. I think we see it with that, but also like other aspects of the wedding. Yeah, that's totally true. I agree. We're kind of normal adjacent, I guess, um, in the wedding (laughs) industry. Um, But I think one of the things the pandemic taught us all as a people of the whole world is what we are willing to tolerate and what we were tolerating that we no longer want to tolerate in general. Um, That's why we're seeing a lot of people leaving the workforce. That's why, you know, we're seeing a lot of these things, people striking out and doing really cool businesses that they've been wanting to do. Um, And, and also, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of shifts in relationships where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people don't want to wait to get married. And then we're seeing people who are, you know, choosing to move on and find a new partner that, um, you know, maybe they, they weren't feeling like, they were in a happy, healthy place. Um, so I, I think across the board, we're seeing a lot more of like, oh, I didn't really, I wasn't really happy doing this one thing, or oh, I really miss doing this thing and incorporating that into the weddings, which I really love that. Yeah, as I say, I absolutely love it. I think it's interesting because the I don't know past like two years with COVID two ish, and it's all yeah. just one weird time bubble yeah um because there were also so many other things going on i think in the country it's made it to where people have been forced into i guess like tough conversations or just very like polarizing conversations and so it has i think impacted not only like how long they want to be engaged how they want to do the wedding or the elopement like all the details of it who they're with like it's kind of trickled down into everything. And I don't want to say like, oh, it's just made people take sides, but I think it's kind of stripped away a lot of the, like kind of the BSE fluff. Yeah. And made people be really honest with like what they want and what they don't want and what they're okay with and what they're not. And yes. like, sounds harsh, but like, I don't know. I kind of like it. Cause I feel like all the small talk just got like thrown away. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the things that were we were kind of like letting time suck or um, energy suck are kind of gone now. We aren't we're not doing them anymore. We're tired of that. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, I think, and I I think it's made it so that we kind of look inward. And this totally goes with weddings, like where we're looking inward and thinking like, this is something that really I connect with. So I'm not going to have that John Legend song for my first dance or, um, you know, this type of hairstyle or, you know, like I, I'm going to have like my first dance song was a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Um, I, and I feel (laughs) I feel like people are leaning more into those things, like those personal things that like make you happy and spark joy in your life. Um, and I, I, I really love that. I hope that stays around. <laughs> I do too. And especially like on the beauty aspect of it, I think everyone always thinks low buns and don't get me wrong. Like we get a whole lot of low buns and a whole lot of half ups, but like we just had a trial um, with a bride who's getting married in like less than a month now. But she has this beautiful crown. It's like, when I say crown, I don't necessarily mean like the like British royalty crown, but it's like, it almost looks like the shape of like a Statue of Liberty type deal. Like but a sun? Enamel and it's like stars. It's so gorgeous. It's very Art Deco-y. And 
it's so unique, but she found this, fell in love with it, and then literally built the rest of like, she picked her wedding dress based on what would go with the crown and everything else. And the same thing with the hairstyle. So whereas some people could be like, oh, it's so backwards to me. I'm like, no, she fell in love with this. And then kind of any of the other like boxes she had to check, she just was like, well, I'm not checking that. Like, I don't have to do a little bun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So it's kind of like, is it like celestial? Yes. It's very, it's like celestial with like some um, like enamel flowers and everything. Ooh, I can't wait to see the pictures. Yeah. I am very excited. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love that um, that kind of bride or that kind of person is attracted to you. Yeah. We, um, I think it's funny too, because we've always had the same message and the same branding, but I feel like we've leaned into it really hard. Um, and especially since now we have the dual locations between being in Northern Alabama, as well as the Washington DC area. Like there are people, especially I think in Alabama who want very traditional weddings. And then there's other people who I don't think ever felt like they had a place in like the traditional wedding genre. And I think it's weirdly made us lean into it more. And those people have found us like everyone who felt like the wedding, um, I don't know, market didn't see them has found us. And so like, I, like, I love it. Like I'm more than happy to welcome everyone to our, you know, unique, bizarre safe space. (laughs) Yeah. I I'm so here for that. That's totally, I, I mean, I love all of our couples. I'm very lucky that, um, I get to work with like only couples that really I connect with on a personal level. Um, because that's what really like makes the photos tell your story. And I feel like the people that I've seen finding you and bringing it on the stylist abroad, those are the people that have that same thing where like they're connecting to your heart and your vision. Yeah. No. And it's, I think that makes it the, like, I don't know, the most enjoyable for all parties. Yeah. Well, you're genuinely excited. Yeah. I mean, and your hair, hair and makeup sets the tone for your day. That's, that's how you're starting the day. It's like you have your coffee and you're hanging out with this person that's doing, you know, your hair and makeup. And that if they have the energy that you want in that room, then that's going to make all the difference for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I can't wait to see those pictures. (laughs) So, um, I'm curious what you anticipate seeing in terms of, you know, not just the whole wedding industry, but in terms of trends that, you know, you're, you anticipate seeing for your part of the wedding industry, um, hair, makeup, beauty, um, for 2022. So I think for the, like the wedding party sizes, I feel like we're kind of at this, like almost like this weird split. And I personally kind of see it happening both simultaneously. I think there's the people who, enjoy having a really small wedding party or almost like a kind of a non-existent, but they're like, Hey, let's bring in like mom and some friends or, or something. I feel like there's going to be the small ones that stay. And then on the complete opposite side, I think the people who maybe were restricted from having a larger group, whether it was because of like city or state restrictions or because people couldn't travel because of, you know, COVID like they're going to have like a massively large one because we've seen it to where people reach out and they're like, Hey, it's just me plus one other person. And then we've had it where people have reached out and they're like, 
we have 14. And there's like nothing really in between. Like there's, I mean, I shouldn't say nothing, but there's probably just as much of those two extremes as there is like the middle ground of like six. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually, I, I've seen this too, where it's like, you know, my brother and my sister-in-law are part of my wedding party, my unofficial wedding party. Um, and then it's, you know, other, it's like a ton of people, like a ton of people. Um, it's so fascinating. And I, it's, you know, it's interesting because I don't always think about this stuff before I ask other people. And then I'm like, oh, you're so right. Yeah, it's definitely, it's very insane. Um, and then it's a matter of like, I'm curious as to how it will impact, honestly, like the trickle down, like the venues, because so there's some venues where people will get ready at, which I love because then no one has to go anywhere. But then sometimes they don't open until like 10 a.m. And it's like, ooh, that's a really late start in general. And so then it's like, well, you're kind of forced to either pay more to start earlier or you're forced to have an assistant, which results in paying more. So I'm curious if this will trickle down and impact those venues at all to like kind of just be required to open earlier or include it like in the package, like not even have an option where it's not included to start earlier. Because like if you have 14 people, and you have to start at like three and you start at 10, you're going to need like a team of four for just hair. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, when you have that many people who are getting hair and makeup, you also need a specific size of room Mm -hmm. and you may not want to have that size of room for like three days just so that you can accommodate getting ready. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that is an interesting question. I wonder what like, you know, like the Omni is doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's a, those, they have big rooms there and they yeah. tend to have like bigger weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I'm curious. I wonder, um, most of my weddings moving forward are in the evening. I don't think I have any early weddings yeah. on the books. There's not, I mean, normally it's not a thing where it's, it's always interesting because it's not necessarily like it's obscenely early, but like if the wedding is at like four or something, well then if they get photos beforehand, like the timeline starts eking up to where we're like, oh, well now we have to be done by like two, um, even if their wedding isn't until later. The early, yeah. early ones, we just had someone book who they have to be, everyone has to be ready by 1030. Ooh. Yeah. And like, I was very honest with her and she didn't have a, a crazy large party, but because of the time, like, I'm like, look, we're going to need an assistant for hair and assistant for makeup. And we're going to have to start at 630 in the morning. Like just, <laughs> there was no fluff. Yeah. It. And she was very realistic. Like she understood. So that's, I guess the best case scenario when it is like an early wedding. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, what I've seen too with wedding um, vendors is that they're speaking up and educating their clients on how to book them a little bit better than what we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like I, when I do my consult call, I'm now walking people through their timeline because they don't know how many hours they need. That's always the thing with booking photography. They have no idea. Just like they have no idea how many hours they're going to need for hair and makeup, you know, yeah. realistically, they like they need to be told. Um, and I think where before there were a lot of situations where that would be stressful for me and i would have i would be like trying to explain without seeming like i'm telling them something they don't want to hear or whatever and i would be kind of nervous about it and be on me 
But um, then now it's like people are like, yes, please educate me because I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) And I kind of, I love that because I think I've always been one to kind of lean that way. And I do think I've, you know, like you read an email um, and you worry that like the tone someone could inflect. And so I think I've always worried like, I don't want this to sound gruff, but here's like logistically what we need to do. And so it makes me happy to hear that other people are also doing that because in theory, if we're all educating them and having a similar context, then it's not, it's not just me being like, oh, hey, you need an assistant because you have a very early time or you have a, a very large party or Something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, it it's so interesting the way that it's changed communication too. You know, we um it's I'm a lot I have a lot more open communication with my couples now, which mm-hmm. I'm guessing you do too. Like as things change, you're like, okay, well now we need to make this change in order yeah. to make you happy and make this happen. Um and it's been really cool because people are receptive to it. Yeah. I am curious to see too how um, I don't know. I guess like how policy, like COVID policies and things like that, pan out over twenty twenty two. Because, like, let's be real. When it first hit, we were all just trying to guess the best way to go about this, and it really was a thing where we're all kind of like learning as we go. Because yeah, even though we all have like the the force majeure clause, like none of us probably ever thought we were actually going to have to like put it to use or like you know, it says pandemic in there, but you know, you didn't think it was going to be a thing. Um, and so now I feel like we all have kind of our systems in place. So I'm curious, I guess, as to how it pans out in 2022, because I do think like right now, at least we have our policies, but we still don't want to kind of say like offend, but we don't want to like possibly tread into like a controversial conversation or something. Yeah, we don't want to have to interact like that. Yeah, and so I'm curious to see if, I don't know, as time goes on, like what becomes more normalized or or what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think flexibility has been a big trend too on both sides from wedding vendors and from couples because, you know, you realize like, if, if somebody comes down with COVID, like if you came down with COVID, you obviously aren't going to go do someone's hair and makeup. Um, and I, I think in the past, we've always had it in our contract where if something happened, we would do everything in our power to replace ourselves, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think a lot of people have in their contracts, but because <laughs> I – do you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such an important thing to have in there. And people always have asked me, in what circumstance would you not show up to my wedding? Yeah. And my answer was always, you know, if I like broke a leg or, you know, there was something like ambulatory that I couldn't physically photograph, you know, same with you. Like if you were, um, if you suddenly like broke a leg or something or um, you're back, like something where you can't (laughs) physically be there. But now people don't really ask anymore because they just assume it's in there because of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. No, they assume it's in there because of that. Um, I think before I always felt, like silly having because like our like circumstances beyond control like it did cover like a whole bunch of things uh, but it did it specifically said pandemic and it specifically said like like government something and like with the things that have happened in the past like like you know just two years I'm like oh those no longer sound ridiculous oh okay. yeah I'm like yeah 
Like those no longer throw up red flags. <laughs> no longer seems silly or like I'm. I would think before I was always worried someone's gonna see it and be like, I don't know, felt like I was trying to like get out of something. And it's like no, I'm just legally protecting myself. And now I'm like, oh no, it really makes sense. Like it, it's there's a reason it's in there. Yeah, like I'm protecting myself and I'm protecting you yeah. because you know, it, like and and then I used to always get asked, well, and what under what circumstance would you not replace yourself? And I my answer because I this is you know this is true like if I died in the car like a car accident on the way to your wedding I would not be able to replace myself yeah and otherwise you know if it wasn't on the way and I died I'm sure somebody like would step like you know my husband like could step in and like you know help you out or whatever but um it yeah it's (laughs) I'm sorry If, if I if I died on the way to a wedding and then someone was upset because I didn't find them a replacement, like if I could die a second, I would. Like, but I think they would be more upset than anything else. Not yeah. bad. <laughs> Upset's reasonable. Yeah, I mean they chose you because they wanted to work with you too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, question. <laughs> so you are now in Alabama, which is kind of a different beast in its own way from dc dc is a beast in in many many ways alabama you know every every state has its own things but i'm curious what protocols you're seeing being put in place um in terms of you know and what you think it's going to look like moving forward um so it's very interesting because in the dmv area in general you know we have to keep up to date with like virginia maryland and dc yeah And then, like, maybe into Delaware, like, Pennsylvania, depending on, like, where you're venturing to. So, since we now have the dual locations, I'm constantly keeping updated as to what's going on there. And fortunately, things have, like, updates are less frequent. Um, There was a while there where it was, like, every week where I'm, like, sending a mass message to all my stylists being, like, hey, this is what this state said. Hey, you know. Yep. Things like that. Um, in DC, it was always a thing where, you know, we very much so paid attention to, like, whether, like, weddings could or couldn't, like, with the size could or couldn't happen. Because from our perspective, like, we're only seeing maybe eight of you. And so you, as a marrier, could make the argument, oh, it's just us. Probably isn't. But that's all we see. And then we do our stuff and we walk away and wash our hands of it. Um, but we're always very mindful of it in case that was going to kind of set off a chain reaction of like, oh, date people are going to be starting moving dates. We have never stopped wearing masks the entire pandemic. There was a time span in there where we were like, you know, like, well, maybe like this past summer, like, oh, maybe like we're okay. Maybe, you know, or whatever. Um, but then my husband and I actually had a breakthrough case, even though we're vaccinated. And after oh, that, no. I was like, nope, everyone wears a mask. I don't care. Like, you know, that, that's just what it is. Um, we don't require our stylists to get vaccinated, but they all are. And so it's one of those where I've told them like, Hey, if you want to tell me you can, because if a bride or a you know, groom or bride's marrier asks, I can then tell them, but like you're not required to because there's also the weird dancing around like what you can and can't ask um, and all of that. And so like they've all told me so then I can tell them because, you know, I've said like some like couples want to know 
Yeah, they do, but they don't want to ask. Yeah. Oh, we've had them ask. Like, we've had them ask, like, straight up. Like, they want to make sure that the stylist who's working with them is. And so that's what I told my couple or my my stylist, you know, if you want to tell me, you can, because very likely people are going to ask. And if I don't have an answer, they may not want to book with you, which I understand. So all of them are very fine with that. Um, And then in Alabama, it was interesting because when we moved down here, DC or the whole DMV area, it was still under like a, I think a 50 people size restriction Mm -hmm. and Alabama, it wasn't Um, like we got an inquiry for like a 200 person wedding. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. I forgot. Like, like this is a thing that's allowed to happen or or this isn't a thing here. Um, but for us still working with people, it was still just the same quantity. So in that aspect, it didn't change. Um, we still wore our masks and everything down here. Same thing with like the stylists who work with us down here where I'm like, you know, let us know and we can make sure that like other people know if they ask. Um, I think the biggest kind of newish thing that we did of a change was after we had that breakthrough case. Um, I fortunately, I had one wedding that weekend and it was in July and being July being slower, I was able to get a replacement and everything went off and it was perfectly fine. But as I was sitting in like the, urgent care waiting room to get tested as my husband had tested positive first, I very much so was like, Oh man, this knocks like, I didn't really think about the logistics of this knocks you out for so many weeks, even if you're not feeling horrible because like you've been vaccinated. And so after that, like went, went there, got tested, tested positive. I came home and wrote policy on the fact that we basically just said to all of our couples, like, we're not asking if you're vaccinated or not, but if you're not, we ask you either to, to wear a mask while you're getting your hair done, um, to get your hair done prior to getting your makeup done. And if you've already had your makeup done, we have like a dorky little um, like shield you can hold up and to protect like, you know, I don't know. Droplets. Direct. Yeah, droplets and stuff. Um, even though like, most of the time we're behind the head or you can present a negative test result. So we gave them like options. Um, We've always had a COVID waiver in our contract that basically just says like, you are not going to in good conscience act irresponsibly and neither will we. And so we're not responsible. You're not responsible because like it is a pandemic and we all know we're going into this under those pretenses. We understand the risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so with that, and then following up with the, well, you don't have to tell us, but, you know, if you aren't vaccinated, like, here's the things we ask you to do, because it's not just about you. It's also about all the other weddings and future weeks that you could impact. Yeah. Um, I think it's, at least to my knowledge, it's held everyone, like, accountable. And so everything's been good. There were a couple, there were a few couples I was, like, a little worried that we were going to have, like, I don't know, some angry conversation or something and nothing came of it, which is good. But that's good. That's, that is the biggest thing we have done. And so, I mean, for us, for the foreseeable future, like that's what we're going to continue doing until it feels like safe. Cause I do think after having the breakthrough case in July, for me personally, I felt like things were better and then they weren't. And so I think now I'm even more cautious of like, is it really better? Or does it just like, you know, feel, feel better? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's so different from what you do to what I do because, you know, the stylist abroad, like you are, you are physically, you cannot be six feet away from people. You are touching their face, their head. You know, it's not, it's not the same. Like I, I'm generally 25 feet away from you minimum. I mean, it's very rare that I'm super close to anybody. Um, just because, you know, the nature of a camera, you aren't that close to people. Um, so it, it is so different. And it's, I, I would imagine it was scary for you for a while and probably still is a little. It was definitely at the beginning. It was very, it was definitely very scary. It was very weird. Cause even after like, I think it was like that first June or July, we had an elopement. And it was very strange because it's like, oh, I'm doing this activity I've always done and it feels so normal, but it's very not normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then as like wedding parties have gotten to be like a more like a bigger size, again, like there's moments when I'll be doing hair when I'm like, it's weird. There's a pandemic. I'm doing this. Like there's not. Um, it's very strange. It's definitely like – and. Before it was always a thing where it's like, oh, I got done. I'd wash my hands because we don't want hairspray all over the steering wheel. Uh, it's very hard to clean off your car. <laughs> from learn from experience. And but now it's like I do that. I get out the car. We have a hand sanitizer in the car. Like, uh, like it's a little obsessive, but at the same time, like we are like touching people, and then people just you know obviously milling around the getting ready suite. Um, and so yeah, it's very strange. And it does impact the weddings moving forward. Like if, you know, this weekend I told you I have a wedding tomorrow on Friday and I have a wedding Saturday. So if I, if I were to have to get exposed, especially, you know, if I were you in this case to get exposed on Friday, then Saturday's wedding, like I'm scrambling to find another photographer and I might be like Mm -hmm. feeling really crappy. So um, it, it really does impact those other couples, which is something that I think is easy when it's your own wedding to not necessarily like think about, cause I'm sure you are booked up. Yeah. And that's honestly why I put it like in the blast email thing that we put out to everyone, like I put in there, I'm like, you know, this is why, because you know, if this happens and I even said like we had a breakthrough case and like the couples future wise that it impacts, I was like, your day is really important, but so is theirs. So this is a way for us all to help everyone have their most wonderful day. Like I a hundred percent slathered on that guilt. Ah. You're like, if you, you know, if you're feeling symptoms or if you're unvaccinated, like you need to do this. I'm not being a jerk by making you be safe, but you're kind of being a jerk if you make someone else not have me for their wedding. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's so hard because I I can't imagine getting married during, no. the, especially during the height of the pandemic. Like, I even though I had a small wedding and I wanted a small wedding, and it was so much drama to get the small wedding, um, it it would have been just so much additional moving pieces for me that I that I didn't experience in my own wedding planning process and that I'm watching other people go through and helping them navigate. And it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. We, um, we had one couple who like when all the cases exploded in New York, her wedding was supposed to be the week afterwards. And so she had to move it. So she moved it to the following November, but then cases were spiking. So then she moved it to question mark. And she's like, can you guys still just, you know, and I'm like, yep, just let us know. We'll, we'll find somebody. We will be there. 
Um, and she moved it to the, this past August. And so I actually flew back for her wedding. Um, cause I was just like, look, like you already did it with me. You've had so much stress. Like, even though our, like our prices had changed since then, I was like, I don't really care if I like bad business advice. I don't really care if I like, don't make as much profit as I should on this because you've just, you've been through it. Yeah. And all I could think of with that was, I was just like, I applaud you. Cause I would not. I wouldn't want to deal with it. I know. I know. I, You all out there that are planning weddings right now with the level of uncertainty, um, luckily, most people don't know what it was like before if they're planning weddings. Yes. <laughs> but this is what you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. We really respect what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. okay, we applaud you so much. My husband and I have both said like we would have probably just been like, screw it. We're all open in the woods. Like we're out. Yeah, I mean that would have been Philippe and me too. Although that is, we kind of did that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a different category. You were, I you I had a COVID a, wedding. I think you were in school before it was cool. <laughs> I we just had our ninth wedding anniversary, oh, and it's yeah. so funny. Thank you. It's so funny to think like we literally had a COVID <laughs> wedding before COVID. Yeah. Uh. Oh my goodness. Um, so question, um, what are some of the things that you've seen changing that you really love in terms of like the wedding industry and, and weddings? Like what are some of the really cool pieces? Um, I think like we were saying earlier about the couples like doing their thing and just unapologetically being like, I'm doing this. I don't care. I love that because I know when we got married like 10 years ago, there were some things like I had to kind of fight for, like we had a candy bar and now it's like, if you were to say, Oh, I want to have a candy bar. It'd be no big deal. No one would think it was weird. I had to kind of fight tooth and nail to get that candy bar. So I'm not a cake person and we still had cake, but I love that couples are doing that. They're just really leaning into it. They don't like have to justify why it is they're making the choices they are. Um, yes. Yes. Like, I think that is super fantastic. And I think the other thing too is like, and I, it, there's been these conversations about like millennials and um, Gen Z, like with preaching values of companies. And I've seen more and more in that. Like I've seen more and more with our inquiries where someone has commented on like, oh, we really appreciate your values. And I'm like, one, you took the time to read the website. So thank you. And two, like, I appreciate it so much because those things are important to us. And if I'm being honest, there are a million people who can do amazing, beautiful, like hair and makeup and same thing like photography or venue or planning. But like, I feel like that's what sets that relationship apart. And so I love that that's kind of became, I guess, a more prominent thing of, of wedding planning and the importance. And also with that, I think it holds like companies accountable, like companies before who could kind of like skirt through, I don't know, like not expressing how they felt about certain things. Yeah. Now you can't. And yeah. I love it because if anybody who is listening to this knows me in person, I am very just, I will call you out on stuff in the most loving way possible, but I want everyone to be like their best version of themselves. If a company is horrible, like any like big corporate, whatever, I'll call it out on it. And so I love that the general public is doing that. 
and not like in a like a mean way, but as in a you don't align with my values, so I'm not going to give you my business way. Yeah. Yeah. Like we vote with our dollars. You know, if mm-hmm. you um like we we don't eat at Chick-fil-A. Same. Um, and even pre-vegan, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I have a handful of reasons, but even their French fries, I don't eat. <laughs> yeah, and and it's you know, Philippe was in the emergency room and that was the only thing that was open. It was during the it was like right before the pandemic and a lot of stuff had shut down at the hospital. It was the only thing open at the hospital and he did not want to eat. We were there for 16 hours. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, we have to we yeah. can vote with our dollar every other day of the year or our right. lives, but this is not the this day to do it. Yeah. But I mean, when if you look at it from that point, like it is so important to us, you know, to vote with our dollars in and buy from people that we respect and and we're asking for that transparency from companies too. Yeah. Um, you know, finding out that companies are are doing things to, you know, not just even not treating their employees well. Right. It's so disappointing. Yeah. And we actually care about that. So it's really the transparency thing. I think across the board as a business owner, I've always been very transparent. Um, I, I think it's really important to make sure that, you know, people know who I am and I can't really, I don't, I choose not to ever be anyone other than myself. Um, and I think you're the same way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I, I may still like love you, even if our values don't totally always align, um, like my family or whatever. But um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to to lovingly encourage you to think a little bit differently. Um, and um, I, I think it's been really awesome to see the level of transparency that business owners are, are now opening up to because I think it's a really important thing. And it also really shows how you stand out as a business owner. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's one of the things where it's like, I think it's interesting being in two very different places. Um, yeah. In, for example, in DC, if you were not like pro LGBTQ, as a, a business, like you're probably gonna get blacklisted and, and blasted for it. And there are definitely wedding vendors and businesses in the South who can be. And I, being me, like started this Facebook group for like all the inclusive vendors because I was like, well, I only wanna work with you people. So I'm kind of selfishly starting this group so I know who's like, you know, good and not. And it's grown into this thing for couples to find people and everything else. But it's also made it to where other businesses feel that they can now be transparent about their values. And then they can also, I don't know, have a more hard line in the sand of, for example, like styled shoots. Um, Because obviously, like, if a couple hires you, and then you find out later, oh, they hired this caterer, and maybe they're not, you know, inclusive, like, well, you're already hired. So you have to deal with it, whatever. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. But with a styled shoot, you do. And so there has, like, there was once where I was asked to be a part of one and then they brought on somebody else. And I was like, ooh, they're very anti-gay. And I told the planner, I was like, look, it's either them or me. And this is why. I don't want my work associated with their values. I get it. And, well, they got booted. So, (laughs) but, and it sounds so harsh, but it's one of those where, like, I do think it's important for businesses to 
I don't know, feel like they, they can draw that line of almost like, um, like your own boundaries, your boundaries as a person, your boundaries as a business, because I think that that is important to couples too, which I, again, like, I guess, because we've all been in isolation because of COVID and everything else that's gone on the past, ever how many years, like, I don't know, I feel like it's all came together to where we became very like unapologetic and I kind of love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, you, we want to work with people whose values align with our values um, and people that we believe in. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And I, I think it's increasingly important to couples. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've gotten that feedback from couples that find me. They're like, I love your website. It, I can tell that like you, you're welcome everyone and that it's a safe space and everybody has fun. And yeah, um, yeah I, I totally, totally agree. Um, so, um, I know, I know we need to wrap this up in a second, but I am curious, what is one thing you miss the most from pre-pandemic weddings? Mm. I, so we've kind of gone back to hugging, which maybe isn't good, but like, it's like the weird like this. And anytime there is a hug, it's always like, like, I feel like it's extra risky behavior. Um, I would like to be able to hug people like normal and not worry about it. And then also the fact that like, like, I think the food aspect has changed. Like I'm always one to bring my own food anyways. Like for you know, anyone who doesn't know, like I'm personally vegan. So like I always have like an entire grocery store in my bag anyways, but there would be times when, you know, moms or the couple would like have like, you know, breakfasty foods and stuff like, Oh, do you want something? And I'm like, Oh no, I'm okay. But like, maybe I like grab an apple. But now or like I, a coffee, yeah, a coffee or something. But now I look at it like it is the literal plague because everyone else is touching it too. And I'm just like, Ugh, don't, I don't want to touch it. I'm so with you. I, I was sitting in the, the vet's office the other day, not wedding, but still, <laughs> um, I was sitting there thinking like my coffee is in my car and I wish I could have my coffee. I wish I could have my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I was imagining like when you were saying 6 a.m. weddings, I was like, man, I bet she misses having that coffee yeah. or tea or like caffeine yeah. when you're, you know, when it's at six in the morning or like five in the morning and it's super early. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's like, I'll bring, like, I'll bring something typically, but it is a thing where it's like in between people and like, granted, before it was in between people, but now it feels, I don't know, like it's a more rushed, like, sip yeah. or something. Yeah. It's not as casual. So, yeah, I guess too. The most obvious thing, like a time without masks where, you know, like we can just see a face. Yeah. I, I really miss smiling at people. Yeah. Um, I know that seems like the weirdest thing, but, um, I like, I sound like Elf. Smiling's my favorite. And I know you can tell in the eyes, but it's just not the same when there's a camera in front of your yeah. eye and the only thing they can see is my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, like I, I very much so have, like when I'm working, especially I know I have RBF and in life, I'm just one of those people. But with the, the mask does not help. Like the mask makes it more severe. And it's weirdly also um, like my face 
it is expressive. And throughout hair school, like I learned to like control my facial expressions. Um, I have to like retrain myself how to do that. Cause I think before hair school, it was a thing where I was like, my whole face would react. And then I learned to not. And then pandemic happened and with the wearing the mask, like I didn't have to worry about from like the nose down, like how I was reacting. But recently I felt my eyebrows reacting. I was like, oh no, I need to retrain my face to not have a reaction. Like if someone brings in extensions that are clearly like plastic from Amazon. So I need to work on that again, but yeah. That is actually a good tip to part on on this. Um, when you are getting something like extensions or something that might be um, where you don't even know where to start because you've never bought it before, you can ask your people you've hired that are related to that and they will happily help you. Yes. Um, you know, like that, because I had to do that. I was like, I have no idea like what to do for extensions. And so I asked my hair person and they were like, oh, go to Sally's, get this, get this color. And then when you get your hair highlighted or whatever I was doing with my hair at that time, who knows, um, take them with you so that they make sure to match the color to your hair. Yeah. And yeah, so don't forget you can ask your people, um, whether that be for like what outfit you're wearing or, you know, you're not bothering us. Um, and if we need to set boundaries, we will. But we, generally speaking, want your day to be really awesome. So you can ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ask. I mean, we always put it in our emails telling people, because like we do offer to where we can color match you and purchase it for you. So like with extensions, so that way you don't have to deal with any of it. But we tell people like, if you just want our advice, even if it's literally sending us an online link, like you can do that. Cause there's, yeah, granted, there's some gray zone, but there's some where it's like, this is a giant red flag. No, nobody's extensions are $20 and go down to your butt. Like it does not exist. It's plastic. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's going to like, you know, melt when you style it, it's helpful to know that mm -hmm. in advance. Yeah. Halloween wigs in general don't work well with like down looks that you have to curl. So, you know, we can, we can help you to not accidentally buy that when you think it's going to be a good extensions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, maybe it's just on sale, but no, it's not. <laughs> and maybe, who knows, but ask. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for being here. I love the stylists abroad. I love the teams you've built. I love your value system. And I, I love everything that you're doing. I'm so glad that we got to chat today and, um, and catch up a little bit. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute blast. And I just, I always enjoy this. And to any couples that are out there, like I know COVID is chaotic, but I promise you everything will be worth it. Just remember like, you know, why you're doing this and stay focused on all the good things because it'll all work out. It really will. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so important to remind people and, um, yeah. And lean on your support system, including your vendors. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you everyone for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Um, Ashley, where can people find you on Instagram and online? And of course, we'll link to you, but just for those of, the, those of you out there who are listening. So it's um, at The Stylist Abroad, and that's on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. I think that's all of them. Um, and then our website is just the www.thestylistabroad.com. 
awesome. Um, I highly recommend you check out her work and give her a follow because you definitely want to see that celestial flower crown that she was talking about. I can't wait to see the pictures from that wedding. Um, So, um, and while you're giving her a follow, if you want to swing on over to at the Wedding Dish Podcast, you can find us there and you can visit our website, theweddingdishpodcast.com to read our show notes, apply to be a guest. Um, You can donate to us so we can keep bringing you juicy wedding tips and tricks from couples and wedding pros alike. And don't forget to tune in next week. We have another amazing guest, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of really cool things in the wedding space. Um, And if you like the podcast, please rate, review, and follow us on your favorite podcast listening to app. Uh, And until we meet again. Cheers. Cheers.